0: what is grace grace is community grace is passion
1: grace is for everyone
0: we continue our series on the popular musical and movie the grace of les mis looking at those who are in poverty though there are many people throughout this this particular story that are poor we are going to focus mostly on fantine the young single mother who is Uh, uh, doing everything she can to support her daughter. As we've done each week, we are going to hear a performance of a song from Les Mis. This is the song of Fantine, where she is at her lowest point in her whole life, I Dreamed a Dream. It's performed by Alexa Rassiopi before the pandemic. She was on Broadway performing, so I know you'll love it, even if it's a, a truly sad moment in the play. Let's hear it now, I Dreamed a Dream i dreamed a dream in times gone by when hope was high and life worth living i dreamed that love would never die so no wine untasted so moving and our scripture for today is a little bit of a different take on poverty our main topic for today this is from the gospel of luke where jesus is invited to a meal on the sabbath Jesus is a prominent teacher traveling through Israel, so it is common courtesy for him to be invited. But the religious leaders are watching Jesus, trying to catch him slipping up. And and so they want to accuse him of something, so they're watching very carefully. And Jesus is observing how they are behaving. He notices who they honor and who they care about, so he tells them this story. George is going to read for us today. This was previously recorded and comes from Luke chapter 14, verses 7 through 14.
1: Hear now the word of the Lord. When he noticed how the guests chose their places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by the host. And the host who invited both you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you will start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous.
0: And from Deuteronomy 15:10 and 11, give liberally and be ungrudging when you do so, for on this account, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. Since there will never cease to be some in need on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy, needy neighbor in your land. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord, may we be an inclusive community passionately following Jesus Christ. Work in us your word regarding the poor. Let us hear what you have for us today. Amen. The story of Fantine is much more involved than what you see in the musical Les Mis. There, we see her as a factory worker, which is owned by our conflicted hero, Jean Valjean. It is discovered that she has a daughter, and the other women turn on her, causing Fantine to get fired. In the book, though, we see Fantine as a much younger woman who is a student with her female classmates. The four girls have four young men they have attached themselves to. And the picture we get of Fantine is that of a young, joyful, and beautiful lady who is rather naive. Her boyfriend Felix is rich and promises the young girl a happy life. And we get the sense that she is truly in love with him. But one day they are in the countryside. These four women and their boyfriends have a meal at a tavern. And then in a flash, the four men have taken off they leave behind only a callous note that says all four are being dumped by their boyfriends. This cruel joke is especially devastating for Fantine, because despite all her virtues in every other way, she has had a baby with Felix. Now Fantine is a single mother with no way to support her child, Cosette. Because of this dire situation, Fantine is trying to figure out a way to both support herself and support her child. I imagine many single parents can relate to what often seems like an impossible task. You have to work, but someone needs to be there for your child. If you don't have a strong support network of family and friends, what do you do? But Fantine manages to find a family that seems respectable. They manage an inn and have children of their own. Fantine asks if they might take her child so she can work and will send money to pay for her child, and even more than that. Uh, The innkeeper and his wife agree, and for a little while it is good. The children get along, and Fantine fulfills her promise of providing money, but soon the situation turns. The innkeeper uh, sells Cassette's clothing and, and dresses her in rags. His wife begins to resent Cosette, and the children, they follow suit. Eventually, they decide they should be paid more money for, for caring for Fantine's daughter and demand more and more money. This is where we see Fantine in the musical. She is told her daughter is sick and needs medicine. She would do anything to help her, so when she is fired from her job, she cuts her hair and sells it. Then she sells her teeth for a little more money, and then finally, her body. It is a heartbreaking progression as Fantine goes from a young, naive beauty to a torn, broken mother whose dream of a life worth living is shattered. She is truly one of les miserables, the miserables, the poor and destitute that cannot provide for themselves. As the church and people of faith, we need to ask ourselves what is the appropriate response to someone like Fantine. In the story, we are meant to think of her as a victim of circumstance, with people taking advantage of her naivety and poverty. But some would ask, what about personal responsibility? What about moral behavior? Isn't this simply a case of a person reaping what she sows? There are at least a few things we could name in Fantine's actions as mistakes or sin. And when we think about people more broadly in our cities and neighborhoods, what are we to make of them? Are they too guilty of some error in judgment or sin against God? The scriptures have plenty to say about the poor. So let's look at some of those situations. In Leviticus 19, the command is given not to harvest all the way to the edge of your field. You must leave a little bit for the poor to harvest so they can make food with it and eat. It also says in that chapter, don't change the rules to favor the rich or to favor the poor. Do not pervert justice, it says, but judge your neighbor fairly. Leviticus 25 says, help the poor among you. Don't take interest or profit from them, but help them so they can keep living among you. Psalm 82 says, defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Proverbs 14 says, it is a sin to despise one's neighbor, but blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. And a little later in that same chapter it says oppressing the poor is the same as showing contempt for God. One final verse is Isaiah 58 which some of you will know. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Those are the same words Jesus will quote at the very start of his public ministry 700 years later. In Isaiah, the prophet is reminding the people of God that God doesn't want a routine or a pattern that looks religious. Israel had their yearly festivals honoring God. They would even fast and pray at all of them. But none of that means anything if they don't take care of the poor in their country. Reminds me of the quote from Gandhi. A nation's greatness is measured by how it treats its weakest members. That's the sense we get from Isaiah, and it's repeated by Jesus as he begins his ministry in Israel. We, who follow God, show the light of God to the world by how we care for those around us, especially the poor. And then we come to today's passage in Luke 14. It's a little different. There's no direct command to take care of the poor and needy with food or clothing or money. Instead, Jesus says, Don't seek places of honor. Let others honor you. And then he says, don't invite your family to dinner or your rich neighbors. Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. I remember a, a time when our oldest child, Davy, was maybe a year and a half old. He had been invited to a birthday party, but the party wasn't at another child's house. It was at a relative's home who had a, a bigger house that could fit everyone for the party. And the birthday boy was turning one year old, and there were maybe two other children there, both under one. Because no children lived in the home, the only toys in the whole place were the giant pile of birthday toys for the boy having a birthday but Davey wasn't allowed to play with any of them he was such a precocious child though he started walking around looking for other things to entertain him of course he found all the formal decorations and he's throwing them and smashing them together and chewing on them Emily my wife is putting them back managing Davy for hours like this and I know many things were misplaced and many more were broken. We were truly terrible guests that day. And whatever gift we had had purchased, I'm sure it did not equal the amount of damage caused by our little guy. Yet, they invited us back time and again. Why? Because it's not about the gifts. The point is the celebration, and extending that joy to others. Usually we think of the church's response to the poor as giving food and clothing and money. We build homes for the homeless. My wife Emily and I have not been hard hit financially by the pandemic, so we keep asking ourselves, who can we help? Who can we give money to that needs it? We even donated $500 to Kumac this week because we really believe in the mission of that United Methodist organization – Uh, They feed people. They give people uh, job opportunities. There's a thrift store and they provide housing. All great things. And that's usually where our thinking ends in helping others. That is largely what the scriptures encourage us to do. Help those in need as much as you can. Period. But Jesus doesn't just tell us to do good things to help others. He says, invite them to dinner. Invite the poor. Invite the crippled and lame and blind. And I'm not sure how to take this. Jesus seems to be pushing hard on our usual way of thinking about caring for those in need. This isn't just a a handout. This is actually insulting the people we love. Jesus says, do not invite your friends. Don't invite your family. Don't invite the rich. Invite the people who would have the lowest social standing in that society. This is actively disengaging from the people we would ordinarily surround ourselves with to be with the other people of a lower social status. We see the same idea in the first part of today's scripture about the seat of honor. Don't sit in the highest seat of honor due to you. Sit at the back with people of lower social status. At a formal dinner, that means the host has to bring you forward and kick somebody else out of your place. Let other people honor you. Don't honor yourself. The principle here is not just about honor, though. It's also about the other person's need, not your own social standing. We invite others to dinner with us and give gifts not because they're family or friends, but because those people are in need. I'm not sure about you, but this scripture is a really uncomfortable one for me. It is so much easier to donate money or food and help people that way. And if you don't do even that much, maybe that's the starting place for you. Maybe it's been a while since you've given a gift to support the ministries of the church or supported a family promised dinner. Do that. That's a good thing. But Jesus is also saying our lives need to radically change. We need to consider the needs of those around us. Not their sin, not what they've done or how they got there, but pure and simply the level of need they have. Well, there's another story of Jesus where a man is blind and the disciples ask essentially, whose fault is it that this man is blind? Is it the sin of his parents or his own sin? And Jesus says, neither. This is an opportunity for the work of God to be displayed. How someone got to their situation of need is far less important than that we reveal God's love and joy for the people of this world. I know we are in a pandemic right now, but who might you invite to the table this week? I think especially about Orphans and widows, do you know of someone who might not have anyone else and really needs a phone call today? Maybe there's a child going into foster care and you are the answer to that that person's prayers today. You are the one that is going to meet a deep need for a desperate person today. But again, I think it goes deeper than that. Jesus isn't saying, sit back and if you happen to know someone in need, then do something nice for them. He is saying, go out there and find these people. Put yourself on the line. Put your reputation on the line as you help even those society has already rejected. That is a tall order. That is a hard command But I think that's what Jesus is saying our response to the poor needs to be. Uh, There's a a story of a woman who was about to get married, but just seven days before the wedding, she broke up with her fiancé. Unfortunately, that meant the reception hall had all been paid for and there was no possibility of a refund on the meal that they were going to have. So the would-be bride decided she would uh, have a party anyways. Along with her family and friends, she decided to invite people from a local homeless shelter to share the meal with them. Beef, salmon, shrimp. They had strawberry shortcake instead of a wedding cake, and they danced the night away. By the end, they still had food left over, so they packed it up and sent it back to the shelter so it could feed them for several more days. The would-be bride said, For me, it was an opportunity to let these people know... They deserved to be at a place like this just as much as everyone else does. And I think that is a gesture in the direction of God's heart. No one is above anyone else. Poverty does not make you less than. Our rules for social status are not what God desires. We are to treat one another with love, and even go out of our way to find people and make sure they sense God's love through us. This is true even if people have made mistakes, even if they've done things that put them in a tough situation. We see Jean Valjean from Les Mis do this when he takes Fantine to the hospital, and when he promises to take care of Fantine's daughter after she dies of tuberculosis. Offer hope and dignity. Lift people up and share God's joy with them. This is the call on our lives for all those in need, no matter the cause of their situation. Amen? Amen. For everything happening at Grace, check out our website at gumc.org.